Sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Yes, that's Is This Tomorrow. Available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, Political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Barry Stock? <laughs> Wait. That's Rob Elba? One of us. You know, by now, really you should, if you've been listening, you should have it down right. by now. This is your first episode. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. And uh, me and Barry got to make sure it. to listen to the end. There'll be a prize. We'll be giving away a raffle <laughs> tickets. Are we? <laughs> yeah, we're raffling off a uh, uh, a date with uh, local legend Dancing Renee. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to definitely get on board for that. Yes, very sought after prize. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Barry uh, got to make some music uh, this uh, Sunday. Not not with not together, but with no. the other band he played. We tried with. that before. Well, we do, and it'll happen again. But yeah, not yeah. this. Uh, he played with the Pookie Smackers. I played with, uh, with uh, Fausto, and uh, it was a good time. It was at the Dan Hoskin Music Continuum, and there was just one one sour point in the whole thing. And uh, uh-huh. it, uh, he's he's been mentioned already, so we don't need to mention. Yeah, and him he's again. not going to listen to this. So no, definitely not. No. Not unless he could, the only way he would is if he could dance around us while we were talking. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is usually stuff we saved for before. So we're getting, nobody uh, cares we're getting meta because, now. Because, uh, you know, we got... We got uh, well, we have other fish to fry because what, what we we're do. talking <laughs> about... We speaking of controversy, yes. all right, we're doing uh, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And this is my pick. And I will say right now, just off the bat, uh, I know when Barry usually does this, I know you listen to it at home, and then Susan a lot of times listens to it. So when I saw Susan the other night, Sunday, I said to <laughs> yeah. Susan, I said, so have you been listening you know, to My Chemical Romance? She didn't even answer me. She just gave me a look and walked away. So Susan has now made her appearance <laughs> on the podcast for the week. <laughs> so you now, Barry, I was surprised because when I first told you, you said, oh, yeah. I, I have know. to. Con- uh, here's what happened. Go ahead. You, you probably thought, thought they were different. somebody else. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, we're thinking about somebody else. Uh, I, all right, I'll just say right off the bat, I'm not. I, I didn't pick this to be like uh, we were confrontational. One, we okay. All right, okay. I legitimately I picked it because if if I'm being honest, which I've said before, I want to be honest yeah, in this sure. thing. 
it's a record that I really, really got into and still and still really think is good and that's I get fine. into. And, you know, we kind of all like the same things, no, that's Barry. that's true. But um, if I'm being honest, like, it'd be very easy for me to just skip this and say, eh, I'm not going to do that because a lot of people are going to give me shit for it. But eh, well, you know what? I don't know that people are going to give you shit oh, for it. Oh, people already gave me shit. People the other night. You, you must have told some people uh, uh, that we were, we were doing that next. Yeah, you did. Who At did least one person. Jay Reeve. Did I tell Jay Reed? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Yeah, okay, here we go. He was, I just met the guy, so I had to, I had to have something, <laughs> yeah. to, a conversation started. Yeah, so let's, let's trash Rob. He was wearing a Captain Beefheart t-shirt, right. a trout mask replica, so I knew immediately that me and this guy are going to hit it off. So <laughs> and and then you're all right. So all the right. truth is okay. The truth is not as bad as as you're presenting it. As far as my opinion of the record, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I well, I see. I would I would think that because I know you enough to know at least if you gave it a chance, you would say yeah. uh, obviously it's not yeah. your cup of tea. And I know with you, I know the probably the biggest problem you have with it is the production yeah. because it's definitely well, got this slick. Production overproduce, and I know that's just that's not usually thing. Well, I got some notes, but Don't if worry. you get yeah, but if you get past that, all right. Here's here's my thing with bands like this, which I totally get it. It's easy, like an emo, which I don't even know if they're actually an emo band. I don't know what what they are. What kind of they they definitely fell into that with other yeah, emo sure. bands. I think they used to be considered more screamo. Their earlier stuff, there was a little more screaming going on, and um, but very the the thing is, uh, my problem with bands like like when when you brought in. Pavement, which I always, uh, which I didn't. Ah, the but, touchstone. All right, yes. here we go. But uh, how uh, I was very complimentary. Uh, you know, I, I gave you my opinion, you know, the problems I have with them. But also I knew it's a good record and there's a lot of good songs. Yeah. But my problem with bands like Pavement is that they uh, don't give a shit about anything. Uh. Or at least they put the air, uh, don't give a shit. And many people's problems, I think, with bands like My Chemical Romance is, is because they give too much of a shit about everything. Okay. <laughs> I'm maybe they do or it's a concept album oh yeah well see and and that's i like that i love concept albums i i really like that i'm a fan of it i'm a huge who fan okay i love the concept album um alice cooper i just it it, if it's good if it's done well and it's good i really like it so yeah that uh, that did um and and uh, yes uh, all right in a way the record is very overwrought and it's over the top at time but what I like I remember when we did the um, uh, a public image record you said sure. the thing you liked about them was they, they were uncompromising that's true yeah and sure. this in their own way they're uncompromising because they're not they're not worried about what people are going to think because even I, I, I know when this came out even their own fans didn't like it because they thought they, oh, really? they went to pop yeah yeah because okay. alright so because the, the record it was produced by uh, a guy who Rob did, yeah. Cavallo who did who turned the Goo Goo Dolls into sort of like a pop punk band to like a total pop band and Green Day basically the same thing they were more like a a punk pop band whatever and also uh, he produced that record by uh, Smashing Pumpkins uh, yes right right which is all you could tell which is also an Influence this band. Yeah, well, that's what, basically what I've got is a list of the tracks and each track what it sounds like. What it sounds like so. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, all right, so let's real quick. They were formed in uh, New Jersey. They're New, New Jersey boys, Newark, New Jersey, in uh, 2001. Uh, soon after, you're trying to you're trying to put. Like put that out as like that's a, a selling point. New oh, it's from New it Jersey. Oh. It, in a way, in a way, it is because well, okay. yeah. <laughs> That New Jersey com- will come up again. Don't worry. Okay, okay. You can't totally hate uh, a band no, no, that's from New Jersey. You can't. Yeah, you, you have can. to have a little. <laughs> sure, you can. <laughs> Newark, especially. They're from Newark. Have you ever been to Newark? 
Yeah, I've been to Newark. I've, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's a shithole. Uh, yeah, thank you. So these poor <laughs> Apologies kids, to everyone from Newark. Kids but kids grew up there. Yeah. All right, so soon after... Maybe they were born at the airport. And this, the Black Parade was their third record, uh, released uh, October 23rd, 2006. And yeah, it's it's basically a rock opera, and it's centering on a on a dying character, which they is known as the uh, a patient. Right. The patient. And it tells the story of his... Uh, it starts out with his death. And then it right. sort of goes through his life, uh, you know, sort of looking back on his life and different things. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and it got, I mean, uh, first of all, it was a monster record. It sold uh, multi-platinum yeah. in the U.S. and in the U.K. But it also got, I was looking at reviews and I was surprised. It got mostly g- good reviews, sure. favorable reviews. It's not a bad record. It's not. It's not. But I'm, there was I'm a- not, I, I, that is not my contention at all. Okay. All right. Good. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I could drink more now. You can, I was, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, I did read one funny review from a, a Matt uh, Shield of Aversion, whatever Aversion is. I don't know. It must be yeah. some kind of a website or something. Yeah. Originally refused to review the album, and he simply r- wrote the word lame. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's like... Uh, <laughs> In lieu of an actual review. Yeah. But uh, then bowing to editorial pressure, he yeah, later editorial. had to make an actual you review. It, review it or you lose your job. Yeah, you understand. Come in, why he thought Don't bring me bring you in my office again. <laughs> All right, so comparisons. Obviously, Queen. Obviously, they're uh, influenced yeah. by Queen because there's a lot of the multi-layered track. I have a track. Yes, there's a lot of it. The production is huge, and that was one of the things that immediately kind of set me off. And so I did go, and there is um, a uh, the Black Parade live where they perform the entire thing live. Is dead. The Black Parade is dead. <laughs> That's but uh, here's yeah. what I'm going to say after a careful listen on headphones of to the Black Parade live record is that it's about as live as... Uh, Kiss Alive or... Uh, yeah. Um, Everything is... There's no way that you do that like that live with the, especially the right. vocals are right. totally perfect so basically but, a lot, but yeah yeah definitely you, it, it is maybe because, the drums are live right right you know? no, but that's uh, there's a lot of live albums oh, of course actually. yeah sure a lot of sure yeah, everyone sure. band can't be the who and everything can't be live <laughs> no and this it ain't and this isn't so but whatever <laughs> it ain't it, it's, it was for me it was more palatable to hear it without quite so much o- over the top production but you didn't get to hear uh, Eliza uh, Minnelli then in that one song, <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Which that to me, if a band, this guy's brought in Liza Minnelli to just sing a little part right. in this one song, and who does that? I have to respect people the band with that a does big that. a big coke budget. That's how they get. Uh, hey, ah, uh, uh, you don't think that's how, that's how? Hey, uh, who's look who's hey look who's here? Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, it's it's a uh, um. Um, what's his name? Um, George Clinton. George Clinton. He's going to come in <laughs> be on the record. Oh, sure, George. That's, you have a little. All right. Here's the thing <laughs> uh, about the production, though. See, All the right. thing is, I, there are also like there are people that are turned off by bad production. Like, like if they won't listen to Velvet yeah. Underground, they won't listen to Guided right. by Voices because it's, right. it's, it's not. It sounds bad, but slick. to me, if it's if it's good music and it's a good song, sure. I'll, I'll overlook either way. I'll overlook okay. real shitty production right. and I'll overlook slick overproduction if if there's something there, if there's some meat there behind it. And 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 I sort right. of I sort of you have. Well, to, if you notice the production generally. You're, you're you're taken out of the moment anyway, so it's not there's right, a, yeah, right, and you know. there is a certain suspension of I don't know if it's a suspension of disbelief, but you got to sort of give yourself into 
the concept and the idea and just sure. sort of go with it. At least for the the going through it, you got to sort of go in with what they were these guys were trying try to do. Try and try and follow the 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 their breadcrumb breadcrumb trail. Right, right. But also, I uh, one thing I got to say which I don't know, I hopefully you gave it as uh, enough chance to notice this. I listened this. to it quite a few times. Okay, so the lead guitar player Ray Toro is actually a really great a really good guitar player and yeah. he plays some really good leads. I yep. mean, not just your run of the mill leads, he does some creative stuff. He does very Brian May influence. Uh, he's so influenced by Brian yeah. May. Yes, 100%. Right. But, you know, there's a lot worse guitar players you could take influence from. True. Play, yeah, it's so true. There is. Um, and then you got the brothers. Do you, you want to sweet name some? No, that's okay. <laughs> so we got some local fellas we could bring up now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you got uh, Gerard Way is the uh, singer, the lead singer, and Mikey Way, I guess, is it Mikey as the bass guitar? You got Ray Toro, the uh, lead, and then Frank. Iero, I guess, is the rhythm guitar, and he does some backing vocals. And Bob Breyer is the drummer. Uh, was also was a really good drummer. I think I guess he ended up leaving the band pretty soon after this, and they got a different guy. But this guy, um, yeah, they got the drummer from the Shags. They're all players. All this. right, now I got to tell you, there's a little. I, 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 Dot Wiggins from the Shags. She filled in. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think that happened. All right, I have to say that when my first um, when I first I saw actually My Chemical Romance. The family, uh, we all went, as a family, we went to see Green Day on the American Idiot Tour. My girls were younger and Corey was a big Green Day fan. So we all went, oh, we're all going to go. It was 2005. We went to see Green Day, American Idiot Tour, and My Chemical Romance opened for them. And we all, as a family, we all hated them. We oh, okay. hated yeah. them. All right. We're like, oh, these guys are horrible. It was okay. like... Uh, they were just, they seemed like one of these bands that were more concerned with bouncing around, jumping around than actually playing. Sure, yeah, And sure. they were just screaming, which, you know, screaming has its place, but it, there was nothing. Screamo. We got yeah. nothing out of it. Right. And, we, and we all decided we all hate My Chemical Romance. So okay. That, that's all that. Right. Then, like a year later, Corey says to me, you know, they have this new album. I heard this song, Welcome to Black Rape. I think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> she went out and bought the CD. Okay. And she said, it's really good. And so uh, she loaned it to me, and I put it into my iPod, because we still did iPods then. Right. And, uh, and I said, oh, shit, it is good. And I, and I actually got really into it, and I just really liked it. So it's, okay. it's crazy. I, well, went from I respect you for, for, for the edgy choice of... Well, I think I've proven I'm much more open-minded than you guys. <laughs> I think that... I think we. I think you don't want to. I think when we do lick my decals off, baby, by Captain Beefheart, you, you're gonna. We might challenge that. I'll be. Well, I'll be honest about it, but I, I'll give it a chance. Okay. Yeah. No, chance. I gave this a chance. Sure. Look. No, I know. This is my. As you. As we've discussed, this is kind of a part-time job. So part of your part-time job is. You're going to sit and you're going to listen to that record and, and know yeah. whether you want to hear it again or not. <laughs> exactly. You're going to listen to exactly. it. You're going to because do your, yeah, this is, you, you have put to your time in on it. Put your time in. All right. So let's get it. It starts out with the end. So the beginning is the end. It starts out when he's dying. And the opening, didn't, did it remind you of uh, In the Flesh by Pink Floyd? Like a Pink Floyd wall thing. Because it's, it's a very theatrical opening song. It's this song these. is Five Years by David Bowie. Oh, and also Five Years. <laughs> yes. That, that was another thing I was, that I was like, yeah. It's, yeah. David, it's Bowie, five years. It's got the same uh, feeling of, you know, something is obviously bad is happening. And, yes, yes. Uh, um, 
this is a way to present so, that. So it starts out, now, now come one and all to this tragic affair, wipe off that makeup, what's in is despair. So throw on the black dress, mix in with the lot, you might wake up and notice you're something you're not. Someone you're not. You're someone you're not, I guess. Oh, look at you, Barry. I got the lyrics, so I'm looking at them. If you look in the mirror and don't like what you see, you can find out firsthand what it's like to be me. So gather around piggies and kiss this goodbye. I'd encourage your smiles. I'll expect you won't, you won't cry. cry. It's very dramatic. And, and, and then the heart monitor flatlines. Right. And then it goes immediately into the song Dead, which this now he's dead. And... Uh, and this song, and it starts out, it's got a really cool uh, a, a guitar part, and it, yeah. and it just moves. The record from here on, for, for the next couple of songs, it really moves. It does, yep. The next tune is... Uh, uh, um, dead. Dead. And he's yeah. dead now, and his friend, I guess this is like his friend asking if he heard the news that he's dead. And here's another thing, though, like, I feel like there's some humor in here, and I like, this is something that... Well, there's certainly it, gallows humor. Gallows humor in a lot of the record, and I think that kind of makes it... In, much more enjoyable for me and palatable for me because if it was always uh, totally dead serious on yeah. everything and no humor, I wouldn't. I don't think I would uh, appreciate it. But it's it's the gallows humor of a twenty-something. Well, yeah, these are young guys. Yeah, and we're old men, so you know, there's a <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I was around someone that died a couple of weeks ago, so it's it's kind of a different experience than what's presented here. Not it quite. Is, a- but uh, don't. Uh, Discount, you can't discount it though. It's there. This is their perception oh, sure, yeah. of death. I just don't think that he was. I don't think that. I think that this was his imaginative. He, you know, I think as far as actually sort of being. Newark, New Jersey. Don't think they saw people die. I yeah. Mean, you know. No, I don't. You don't know what Gerard's been through. I guess. <laughs> Gerard, feel free to. You feel free to chime in here. Uh, All right. So his friend, I think his friend, his friend is actually being kind of shitty to him. Because he's saying, have you heard the news that you're dead? No one ever had much nice to say. I think they never liked you anyway. (laughs) Oh, take me from the hospital bed. Wouldn't it be grand? It ain't exactly what you planned. Wouldn't it be great if we were dead? Oh, dead. So he's he's feeling a little sympathetic. Um, Tongue-tied and oh, so squeamish. You never fell in love. Did you get what you deserve? The ending of your life? Um, I'll be waiting here, babe. Did you get what you deserve? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of um, it's sort of it's sort of taking the way we deal with the living and and applying it to uh, the deceased and uh, you know when you're twenty whatever they are you don't you don't have that um, particular experience of a lot of people around you like you know you right, have a, right yeah. right. But it's still the thing. It's is, fine. Well, well, the thing is because when you think about it, it's actually it's about obviously the pay whoever it's about who's dying of cancer, someone young, right? Like someone yeah, young getting sure. sick, dying. So it's almost like someone who didn't really get to even live a life. Mm-hmm. They all, all they only lived like the the angsty, shitty <laughs> right. part of it, and being and right. being kind of a dick too. They never right. even got to sure. become a good person. Yeah, and already because he's saying uh, at the end of right. life he's asking if. If life ain't just a joke, then why are we laughing? If life ain't a joke, then why am why am, am I, I dead? dead? So you know that's the way you, you gotta. Barry, you have to take yourself out of your cynical <laughs> self Gosh. and go. So this in, is not cynical. You don't huh? think that this record it is, is? But it's a, <laughs> but it's a cynical from a from a twenty something's oh, okay. point of view, not yeah, from right. asshole. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, old right. assholes all like right. us. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's a different. It's a different flavor of cynicism. All right. Okay. Yeah. Different flavor. Right. Okay. So we get to goes right into the third song. This is how I disappear. disappear. And uh, oh, this system of a down. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some system of a down in there too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely the uh, the uh, uh, except for the you another know. really musically adventurous band that I enjoy True. listening to because there's a lot going on. I there mean, is. there is there's a lot going on and um, all right. So this so this to me this is the guy. He's now uh, uh, technically dead, but he's starting to reflect uh, on his life. Right. Which is kind of like the rest of the record is this now. And then maybe he's he's talking to someone who, who he's never going to see again. And he's saying, without you is how I disappear and live my life alone forever now. So uh, it seems like maybe he wasn't the nicest person. Yeah, that's. I think that was presented in the uh, uh, um, Dad, the song. He's, uh, um, who walks among the famous living dead, drowns all the boys and girls inside your bed. If you could talk to me, tell me that it's so, that all the good girls go to heaven. Well, heaven knows. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, can you hear me cry out to you? Words I thought I'd choke on. Figure out. I'm really not so with you anymore. I'm just a ghost. So I can't hurt you anymore. Uh, yeah, he knows he's a, he was a shithead. So. Right, right, right. So he's kind of, he kind of wants the person to just let him go so they could be at peace without him, which is kind of nice. That's yeah, a nice thing sure. to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, see, that's what I saw. Like I said, I, I saw this as sort of like someone getting their humanity very quickly because uh, they're dying okay. quick, you know? So yeah. they're sort of getting, it's like, it's like the Cliff Notes version of, <laughs> of right. living a life right. and becoming like a good person, you know? Yep. Which is a very... I should dig up some great famous last words quotes, but, I, you know, there's some good ones. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's very apropos for this record. <laughs> uh, it would be for sure. And, uh, okay, so then we get into the fourth song is The Sharpest Lives. I think and, Ouch was one of them. <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> it was uh, one of the kings of England when they doped him up. They gave him a fatal shot of cocaine and cocaine and morphine to speed his passing so that they could go on with the succession yes and that was his last word was ouch Ouch, because they poked him with the needle it's ouch and then he died his last words were reported to be ouch or maybe fuck or something like that it was like it hurt that hurts i feel like uh, not for long yeah mine would be something like uh, what's that supposed to mean or something like that And then someone kills me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So we got the sharpest lives. Is that the bright line? <laughs> no, we're at Franklin's now. Look we're not at uh, uh, that's deadliest train service in North America. That's right. All right. So this is more of this guy, the patient's uh, a debauched life before he got cancer. And uh, there's some imagery. There's some colorful imagery in this song, The Sharpest Lives, for yes. sure. Uh, it says, well, it rains and it pours when you're out on your own. If I crash on the couch, can I sleep in my clothes? Because I've spent the night dancing. I'm drunk, I suppose. If it looks like I'm laughing, I'm really just asking to leave. Okay, I have my touchstone band for this song. Yes. Welcome so I to New Jersey. Made... Welcome to New Jersey. Bye. Bon Jovi. Uh, how do you even know that? It's, bon, it's It sounds like Bon Jovi. No, but oh, okay. Ah. Uh, oh, just oh, I thought there was a song sounds, called. No, I thought there was a song no, called no. Welcome to New I, Jersey. You remember by when bon you Jovi. said like I said New Jersey's going to come up again? Well, there you go. Oh, okay, okay, Bon Jovi. Okay, all right. And then they're from New Jersey. So. I'll give you that. No, I'll give you that. Okay. And then they're yeah because they're also a very like a like a rock band but very slickified uh, rock band. They they are. There's not. I have to say that it's not. Um, this record is not punk rock at all. If they look, uh, no, kind, they no, look kind not. of punk rock. And no, no, it's but not. It's, it's not a punk it's rock 70s, record. It's 70s. It's more like 70s, like hey, um, mid, or up to know. the mid 80s kind of rock. Like it's more like a, um, classic rock with yeah, some right, of the right, with, right. 
with with the uh, some of the trappings with uh, more of the slick sheen that was starting to come on in the eighties. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. You know, no, I agree with you, but I will tell you this right now: Bon Jovi would never make a Black Parade record. They're not going to put on these black uniforms and march around for like two years touring and, and saying, because you know when they did this. I'm not saying that they were they were going to that Bon Jovi was going to do that. John Bon Jovi say, is no Gerard Way. <laughs> I, was, I was just suggesting that the, that if you listen to the song that I was like I was I actually made this list my final listen for the record on the way out here driving at 80 miles an hour okay and talking into the phone you shouldn't be doing that while you drive well I was, I was using the i was using oh, okay, Siri, okay. so um right. and, that's uh, good no I, I will give you that though that's good that's that's valid that's fair that's okay. definitely fair you might that, um, when we get to the next song you might leap across the table that's a low, i me. see it's become a, a fun game for you now <laughs> so that's fine <laughs> If it's not, you get your, if it doesn't get to be fun, then what are we doing You get your entertainment here? however you need there to at this go. point in your yeah, life. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you and fine. Susan, now I'm sure Susan... She's going to chuckle. Yeah, she can't she wait to hear No, nah, she's not going to listen to this one. <laughs> she better. She's going to hurt my feelings. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to listen to this one. Whatever. She didn't like... If she doesn't... She doesn't listen like the record. She probably doesn't listen to it. And okay. I think that's, that's... I've discovered, you know, we, we have our... Too, sometimes we... I look at, you know, the number of people that listen to our podcast, and I think... You know, there's some things that we like better than a lot of other people do. And you can tell by, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh. But I always say, but you should give it, because I have had people tell me that they've listened to the things that they either didn't think they liked sure. or didn't even know about it. And it made them actually visit yeah, yeah. it and discover that well, they liked it. I well, like this record better at the end of the week than I did at the beginning. Oh, good. So well, good. It, it I'm glad to hear on me. I'm glad and to hear that. Not that it's, I'm, not, it's not a bad album. I'm not these guys' but parents. It's a, it's I'm not a, a parent or anything. It's a you know, classic <laughs> rock album. It's it a, is. It's a classic. It's it not definitely a, is. And you know what? Uh, the thing is, I something else I read was that this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to make a record that was something that would stand, uh, that would stand up, and that people would think. And that when people were older, they would remember. Oh yeah, I, right. I was real when I was a teenager, or whatever. I listened to this. This record really meant something to me. And, yeah. meant a lot. and I think they did that. I think they they did that. Yeah. Um, they just had, in fact, they just uh, a year or so ago, they had the 10-year anniversary thing of it, and they released it. Uh, and these guys are no longer a band anymore, by the yep. way. They called it quits. When they were on top, basically, they just stopped, which I give them credit for, too. Uh, all right. So he says uh, he clearly had problems with alcohol and drugs, this guy, and self-control in this. Um, uh, he says, I've, I've really been on a bender, and it shows, so why don't you blow... And he says, why don't you blow me? And then he says, you a kiss before she goes. So yeah. I didn't, until I read the lyrics, I thought, is he saying, why don't you blow me? Which is kind of he rude, is, but, is, but it's, why don't you blow me a kiss before she goes. Kind of, but, but, okay, kind of okay, wait, wait, yeah, 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 it's no, clever. They but did it on purpose. Yeah. They did it on purpose. Oh, obviously, yeah, they, they did. When you do it, you're like, oh, that's nice. No, they did. They obviously did it on purpose, which is fine. I'm okay. Um, uh, yeah, Kiss and I will surrender. The sharpest lives are the deadliest to lead. And, yeah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. So this, you know, <laughs> whatever. We know, uh, we know a few, we had, uh, you know, our, our uh, uh, we discussed a uh, few, we've had a few of those discussions in our podcast about the, uh, those who live on the edge of the uh, needle, oh yeah right the right yeah of all yeah we know we know many and you know whatever it's like um, all right so let's take uh, in Florida I think we should take a little break me and Barry to maybe we'll um, we'll yell at each other we'll belittle each other a yeah. little make each other cry yeah, a little so we'll get in the emo mood yeah right <laughs> and then we'll come back for the second half of uh, the Black Parade I'm gonna raid the kitchen for right. snacks Mike, Brian Franklin your snacks here <laughs> they're 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 toast all right we'll be back in a minute. 
Yeah, this is fun. See, I knew this was going to be fun. Yeah. I think this is going to be fun. <laughs> is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're back at That Record Got Me High. That's uh, Dancing Renee. <laughs> That's Barry Stock. Oh, yeah. Don't tempt me. I'll really. I'll go deep. That's Robbie Alba. All right. And we're here talking about the Black Parade, uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, when they when they came out with this record, they when they would play, they would tell people, oh, My Chemical Romance canceled. Uh, the Black Parade is my oh, band, and nice. they call themselves the Black Parade. Nice. So they, they they went into it full tilt. Okay, they definitely did. All right, so this next song, "Welcome to the Black Parade," this is sort of like the centerpiece of the record. Yes, and this is the first song I actually heard because this is what uh, Corey uh, played for me first. And it's definitely it's got it it's got it all in there. It's got the 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 Queen influence in there. It's got the uh, rock opera. It's it's like a little mini rock opera itself. Right, this song, yes. right? Okay, so what's so the, the band? Give me the, the band. The, well, the intro part is sticks. Oh God! See that that does hurt. Yeah, that's, that's just. I feel like you're just trying to be hurtful. Man. I chose digging around. I'm like, what does this sound like? And I was like, oh man. All right, I will say right now, this album is no Mr. <laughs> Roboto. I didn't say it was Mr. Roboto. All right, good. But I said it could be definitely. All right. Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I will. And then the second part of the song is Green Day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, which a lot of this is. The yeah. same producer, Rob Cavallo, and yeah, he did... Yeah, the uh, producer American left a, a very a stamp on this record. He did. Big he did, for sure. All right, so this is the dr- dramatic uh, focal point of the record. He's yeah. remembering... He's remembering going into the city with his dad to see a parade and his father telling him one day he's going to like grow up to be a leader. And he clearly... Uh, yeah, he's going to grow up to be Mr. Roboto. <laughs> He's clearly thinking fondly of his father, and we will soon find out that he does not think so fondly of his mother. <laughs> Which I found very That was mentioned in the uh, reviews of the records, was like mommy problems. Another, oh, another yeah, definitely. mom-hating record. But, in the, but his dad, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? And yes, yes, Dan. I personally... Did you get the papers from the Chinese man? Okay, I will tell you another thing that I like about this song. Because I feel like it's sort of saying that he's telling his dad that we'll carry, we'll carry on. So I like the idea, which it may be a little, um, you know, it may be a little ham-handed how they're coming at it. But the idea where you're honoring the, the dead, the people you care about, by carrying right. on with your life. 
And that's sort of, I think, what they're saying there. He says, well, carry on, and, and though you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on. Will carry on. So I yeah. think that's a nice... I, I think that's a nice... It's got uh, a good visual. It's got a yeah, good visual. Yeah, yeah, And now uh, he says, that, and in my heart, I can't contain it. The anthem won't explain it. Um, yeah, so I, I like that whole thing. I do. Yep. It, it's... Uh, it, it unapologetically concedes uh, that, that you're... Um, that you're laying all the emotions out there and realize that not everyone will appreciate it. <laughs> right. But they don't care. They're uh, <laughs> we'll see what the listen count on this one is, and I'll be like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to take a pass on that one, TJ, because... Uh, I, well, I feel like, you know, obviously, they have they have tons of fans. They, they have do. millions of fans, but obviously, the people we know and, and the people that listen to a lot of music younger, we do... Yeah, won't be demographic. Although I, it, you could be surprised because I have had some people tell me, "Oh, yeah, that's because I think a while ago I did like a post. I did uh, your albums you're ashamed of like liking. Yeah, albums right. You like like guilty pleasures, and sure. this was one of them on there. And, and a couple of people said to me, "Oh, that is a great record." Yeah. So you might be oh, I've got some stuff that I like that, that definitely I'd be ashamed to admit on the podcast. <laughs> All right, so but they're see, I think they're putting it out here that they don't give a shit about any. They don't give a shit what people think because he says. Uh, um, uh, at the end of it, he says, uh, um, uh, take a look at me because I do not care at all. Do or die, you'll never make me because the world will never take my heart. Go and try, you'll never break me. We want it all. We want to play this part. I won't explain or say I'm sorry. I'm unashamed. I'm going to show my scars. There you go. So they're showing their scars. Well, he says they emo, don't care. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that's all right. You know, sure. I can respect that. I'm just, there you I go. can respect that. Uh, yeah, I'm just a boy who had to sing this song. I'm just a man. I'm not a hero. I don't care. See, that's thing. It always comes down to you still got the thing like... You have like, to be apathetic. But see, teen- but teenagers always say they don't care about things, but teenagers, they, they care about everything. everything right. <laughs> they care they, too much. Yeah. Yes. Unlike, you know, uh, Stephen Malkmus, who ser- legitimately doesn't care. He cared enough to write songs. I care. Um, but, then, but then why act like you don't care? Why play and look and, and act like you don't give is a Is it really that he doesn't care, or is it really that he's um, world-weary? Yeah, it's, is I that okay it's, to be world weary? I'm weary of him, of <laughs> him and his. You're, have, you're stretching way anymore. back. That pavement episode, man. That's way. <laughs> no. That's like ancient history. I man. get triggered though. I pavement. Triggered. I remember them. <laughs> That episode was one of our first ones. Okay, so now we get to probably <laughs> the, the, this next song is my least favorite uh, song on the record. I don't love see. you. Uh, the song I don't love you, which basically oh, yeah. I thought of it as j- just like yeah, a power ballad. Yeah, I skipped ballad. halfway this through the, this one. Yeah, yeah, this is the. But I will say this: it is. It's very power ballady. It's, it's okay. I'm, I got a surprising. I got a surprising thing for you on this one. Though. Okay, go ahead. The closest. I could get to a um, a touchstone on this one. My brief was ra- Radiohead. It's kind of like a Radiohead song. If you put Tom York's voice on this, oh yes, yes, it's kind of a Radiohead. Well, because Radiohead were they dramatic. Were, uh, they're very no, dramatic, totally, yes, and their they music are. has a lot of drama. It so, totally yeah, does. It so does, I was yeah. thinking, this is a little bit like Radiohead. It's so. just because Tom York has that wonky eye. That's what makes it all palatable to you, I think. Yeah, uh, that, I see. All, all those years <laughs> And of Gerard Way has that great, has that emo that, haircut, which you that, can't get past. The, the wonky eye. <laughs> all right. But I, that must be it. So, yeah, no, but that, that's actually, that, that's good, though. You're right. It, it is. But I will say this, though. Even though I, this, I'm not crazy about the song and I think it's kind of like a power ballad, when I dug a little deeper, I see it's about uh, he's asking his significant other to end their relationship 
to make it easier on both of them, which is kind of a nice thing. He says, when you go, would you have the guts to say, I don't love you like I loved you yesterday? So it's kind of hokey. But, yeah, but isn't, isn't, there a, isn't the death still, is still hanging over all this? This is the concept album about somebody dying. Yeah, so. it, it, it like wavers, it wavers uh, okay. a little it's here and all, there. It's not right. But, it's very, but I think it's very realistic when you think about someone, especially someone young. Like let's say you young people first love and then one of them gets cancer. Yeah, and one sure. Of them, and yeah. the other one, you, you would want, if you were a nice person, you would want them to just sort of go forget. You would almost be an asshole to them just to get them to break up with you so you know they could get over it and go on with their life. So that's what I see. So it's kind of I, – I, I look yeah. at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dad in me trying to find the good in it. Okay. Um, all right. And the next song is House of Wolves, which is this – as a song, just musically, this is kind of a badass song. I think it's a good I, – First part, like it's got a combo of Bon Jovi and Motley Crue. Is that's what I got for these? these okay. The, the, the classic rock, pretty much through and through on this one. Motley Crue, you know what? Early Motley Crue. You can't I, that was not that an insult in any way. <laughs> right, right. It was not an insult at all. Okay, so in this one, the, and there's actually nothing wrong with Bon Jovi either, even though not, I, there's as not, I use yeah. them as a touchstone. Right. Just because their fan base tends to be, you know. Yeah, it's true. Well, we've said this before. Sometimes it's not so much the band, it's, it's their the fan base. Yeah. It's the fans. Ask me about the David Bowie concert in Jacksonville I went to. Oh, no. Oh, really? God. One time I saw David Bowie, and there's a guy standing behind me screaming, Adrian! Adrian! Because Adrian Blue was playing guitar with him. And then there was two drunk sorority girls in front of us. Me and I won't even say her name because you know who I was with. And in front of us, that talked through the entire. What song is this? Oh, <laughs> no. We're like, yeah. well, there was you're our like, David. Bo- you're ruining Bowie for me. It was not. It was, and it was Jacksonville, so you know David Bowie's like, what city is this? Yeah, across oh, it. I'm never what's playing that, here again. What's that smell? Because it was in when Jacksonville when they still had the pulp mills and it stank and. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Saw some great shows in Jacksonville though, so I can't can't really complain. Uh, but the Bowie show wasn't maybe not, not that one because no. of the fans. Um, all right, so this one it's the uh, protagonist again pondering his not always nice self, I think, and he's and it's almost like he's talking to a priest. I think there's a little bit of Catholic yeah. guilt in this one because it mentions uh, contrition and he's got ashes to ashes in the air and hallelujah and stuff. So he says, uh, and the blood runs down the walls. You see me creeping up these halls. I've been a bad motherfucker. Tell your sister I'm another. And say, say what I want to say. Tell me I'm an angel. Take this to my grave. Tell me I'm a bad man. Kick me like a stray. Tell me I'm an angel. Take this to my grave. You better run like the devil, because they're never going to leave you alone. You better hide up in the alley, because they're never going to find you a home. And as the blood runs down the walls, and you see me creeping up these halls, I've been a bad motherfucker. Tell your sister I'm another. Yeah, um, it's a good song. It is. It's good. And I think he's sort of wondering. Here's the thing. If I had a chance to hear this album, I would just like to hear like the, the, the stems, the basic tracks for this record. Right. So I could say, okay, there's guitar number one, there's guitar number two, there's the drum kit, there's the bass, and there's the vocals. And just hear what it, or hear what it sounded like demoed out. Like, oh, as they right, demo right. out things like this. Well, it's almost, you know what I was thinking of? You know what? Um, you remember Cheap Tricks uh, in color, black and white. Remember how everyone, got, if you were a Cheap Trick fan, you kind of, don't like the production in that record. Oh, In Color has a very Tinker Toy production. But then you hear the Steve Albini, what they did with him, and that sounds so much better to you. Right, and it sounds like the way they used to play it live, because they never never played it like that live, but they went in the studio. So that's what you want. You want Steve Albini to take this and... and, No, I just want to... Just give me the tracks, and I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, okay, there you go. Take all the, you know, the... 
the big off of it. Scrape all the big shit off of it. Say, okay, this is what right, this is right, where we right. started. And so, there's a, there's a demo of this version of this record, a record this big with this big a budget. They would have demoed out all oh, yeah. these songs. Yeah, yeah, you're you're probably you're probably absolutely right. Uh, and all right, so House of Wolves. I think he's sort of he's pondering, am I going to go to hell? And I think by ref, by reference of the song, yes, you he is going to go. Yeah, to hell. yeah. All right, so now we get to the eighth song, which is the emotional. The this is the song Cancer. Bomb a bomb, bomb a bomb, bomb. Everything gives you cancer. What is there's no cure, there's no answer. Come on, Joe Jackson, the song Cancer. You don't remember the song Cancer by Joe Jackson? Of what album? It's like from early. It was like from early mid '80s. Um, he's got piano. I know his first um, and second album. He had a huge hit with the song Cancer. A, a huge hit? I doubt it was a huge hit. It was a big hit. I don't I think, think Cancer was, a, was a big hit. I do, do not think Cancer was a a song called Cancer He was complaining about having to quit smoking. Really? really? Yes. Right. I'm not familiar, Barry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> I'm sure Susan's very familiar with it. Right? She knows the song. Of course she does. Uh, all right. Let's get back to, to this cancer. It's a mo- Yes, the song is maudlin, and it's totally designed to pull at your emotions, yep. right? But if you, especially if you've lost someone to cancer. You um, listen to this song. Yes, indeed. But here's the thing. I, I know people, they tell me they cry at those uh, Publix holidays commercials. People tell me, all right, Fausto. you're laughing. Fausto. Oh, well, Fausto cries at everything. Fausto will cry at a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> but people, uh, people have told me, oh, the Publix commercials, I cry at them. And clearly, they're designed for that. So if something, I, my, what I'm saying is if something's designed to tug at your emotions, but if it, if it does it successfully... It's not bad necessarily. No, of course you know? not. It, 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 they're pushing the right buttons, you know. They're pushing the right buttons for someone that it's going to resonate True. with. Yeah. And um. uh, what I like about the song is it doesn't pull any punches about the disease. It talks about. It, it may seem a little. Uh, it, it doesn't feel uh, gratuitous, but they're playing it straight. They're talking about cancer. They're talking about going through chemo, yeah. and it's all very matter of fact. And uh, I appreciate it's a very direct. The depiction of someone dying of cancer yep. and again the main concept is that the patient in the song is in terrible pain but the, but his primary concern is how much it hurts to leave behind his loved ones right there's a big queen this is a big queen influence yes song. oh yeah absolutely queen, queen it is influence. it is which by the way if you look uh, if you go uh, they played Reading actually the first there's, if you look I, I sent you the video yeah, so in 2006 I, seen... these guys played Reading and they played right after Slayer and they're Tons of bottles being thrown at them with piss. Maybe at the beginning it's. Of I mean, it. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's what people probably, said. People said it's probably water bottles. Well, whatever. They're getting thrown at them, but they powered through it, and I give them credit for that. But then when they headlined Reading a couple years later, uh, Brian May. Oh yeah, a couple it was songs a whole different and, story. And, and, yeah, yeah, you should that kid. Uh, yeah, it was two twenty eleven. They they played at Reading, and I actually uh, watched some of that show too. Yes, yeah. actually, and the, yeah, the guitar player looked like he, was, he had the biggest smile on his face because he was of playing course. alongside yeah, his hero. Right. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, yeah, so but it's a very powerful song, and he says because the hardest part of this is leaving you. Go. All right, so we get to uh, song number nine, which is Mama, and this is another one of my favorites on this record. Uh, this is uh, Liza Minnelli, the one that Liza Minnelli's in. Ah, and I've got a touchstone for this song. Yeah, that's all you, you know, your touchstones. I feel like you're relying too, a little too much on your touchstones, but go ahead. What is it? Billy Joel. Billy dun, Joel? Dun. Yep, it's oh. a Billy Joel. <laughs> I may fight you about that one. <laughs> if you, when you listen, on your way home, you listen to this and just think, oh, 
Imagine Billy Joel singing it, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, it's the rhythm. The rhythm is a Billy Joel rhythm. It's got the... Um, All right. Not the got, lyrics, though. Not the, no, it's not the lyrics. The sound of it. It's got the... Okay. It's got that... Uh, um, that sort of Tin Pan Alley rhythm and style to it that he... That's one of the things he does a lot of. Yeah. And he's from where? Is he from New, New Jersey? He's from New York. I don't know if he's from New York. He's very close. Yeah, he's from New York, but... <laughs> I'm sure he's been over the bridge. Whatever. All right. I'm not a, I'm not a Billy Joel. Um, all right. So. Uh, yeah, they're, we're not going to be doing song. a Billy We're not going to be doing a Billy Joel. Right? I don't think so. No, no. Um, all right. But here we're getting into some shit about this, with, which we said earlier, mother issues. I think someone has some mother issues. Oh, yeah. It's for, a story. For real. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's apparently our hero. He spent some time in the war. This is a guy, and he's sort of writing a letter to his mother, trying to bring some closure to their relationship. But the words are pretty, uh, the words are pretty biting in this one. Uh, Mama, we're all full of lies. Mama, we're meant for the flies. And right now they're building a coffin your size. Mama, oh, yeah. we're all full of lies. And he goes, well, well, mother, what the war did to my legs and to my tongue, you should have raised a baby girl. I should have been a better son. Yeah. So in other words, mom probably didn't even want a boy. She Maybe probably not. wanted a girl. Right. And um, if you could coddle the infection, they can amputate at once. You should been, you should have been. I could have been a better son. <laughs> are we just gonna? Are we gonna? <laughs> There's, a to a, There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. These guys as, as sort of Catholics as a Catholic. Yeah, thing, yeah, you know, I think here. so. Yeah. yeah, well, probably. Yeah, they're new, yeah, from New, new Jersey. Jersey. Man, it's yeah. only Catholics in New Jersey. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's on the st- sign on the, at the when you go. You know, you, that's why Billy Joel wasn't from New Jersey. He's right, from New York. Right, right. <laughs> he couldn't be from New Jersey. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so but aside from your Billy Joel thing, which you kind of ruined the song a little for me, <laughs> it's musically adventurous and dramatic. It's almost it Broadway-ish. Is. Which, yeah. Well, there's which that. Then. I know you're not into. I know you're but not then. into the Broadway. But that's thing. also. But yeah. then Liza fucking Minnelli comes in. She says, "My gosh!" And if you would call me your sweetheart, I'd maybe sing you a song. Uh, yeah. And then he said, "But there's shit that I've done with this fuck of a gun. You would cry out your eyes all along." Yeah. Uh, we're da- he's in the war. Yeah, yeah. We're damned after all. Through fortune and fame we fall. And if you can stay, then I'll show you the way to return from the ashes you call. We all carry on when our brothers in arms are gone. So raise your glass high for tomorrow we die and return from the ashes you call. And then at the end, the image of Liza Minnelli as Mama weeping. She hear her weeping at the end. <laughs> I don't know. That yeah. just gets me. <laughs> Coke theater didn't show up. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't come on, Portland, don't, don't start talk attacking, shit about don't Liza. Don't start attacking Liza Minnelli. I'm not you know attacking her. You know what she's been through? Yeah, true. <laughs> Judy Garland is your mom. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Alright, so we get that to That must have been, you know. Alright, so we get to the song Sleep. Very exciting. Now this song Sleep, it, it's an okay song, but I don't see how this song fits in with this with the theme. Yeah, this of the is actually my favorite song on the record. Is Figures because it doesn't belong on the record. Hey, hey. there <laughs> no, you it go. It starts out a recording of uh, the singer describing night terrors, and probably uh, because he's gonna die. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And he's got he's got chemicals in his body, and he can't, you know. Oh, okay. So it's him in the hospital, like sort of. In I would say. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, so maybe sure. it does fit then. Yeah, it is. It's kind of an interest. It, it's an interesting sounding song, and it's kind of. Um, it also has that uh, dramatic uh, bit to it, but it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty adventurous musically. Uh huh. And also um, maybe yeah. a little Radioheadish this song too. I, I got think. System of a Down and Bon Jovi again. <laughs> <laughs> that Bon Jovi, you're dipping into that Bon Jovi well. 
you know, I don't have that many. There may it may be something else that sounds like that, but that's what I know because you know I was watching MTV in 1982, and uh, and just shot to the heart, and you're to the struck through the heart, and you're to blame. Give love give a bad love name, a bad name. <laughs> you give Bon Jovi a bad name. Yeah. Um, all right, so we get to 11. This is my favorite song in the record. Guy named Bon Jovi produced the first first Talking Heads record. Their brother produced the first Talking Heads album. Bon Jovi, right? The, Tony Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, but yeah, he produced them. They hated his gut. The Talking Heads all loathed him, but it's a great record. So there you go. Uh, all right, teenagers. What do you think? You have to love it. It's a great this song. song yeah. It's a great song. And it sounds, who does it sound like? Now, who? you better give me the right touch note for this one. Slade. Slade is good, but I was thinking T Rex, which is. Uh, I went through T Rex and Slade, and I was like, this sounds like Slade. Slade. Okay, okay. But, who, but wait, wait, okay. Who had a bunch of Slade songs? Was it um, Quiet Right? Not Quiet Right. It was um, Deep. deep um, no, it was Quiet Right. Who's Come on, feel the noise. Quite right. Right, right. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Th- that was, they had Slate songs. Mama, we're all, all crazy, crazy now. now. Yeah, 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 okay. Right, right. Um, yeah, this is my favorite song. Musically and lyrically, it's a brilliant song. And it sounds like, yeah, like a great lost Slate song. And they, they do a good job with it because they don't sort of stray from that. It definitely sounds like it could be but a this one, song. Um, yeah, definitely doesn't necessarily fit in. Now, it this doesn't is the fit one. in, but it's so good that I don't think it matters. No, I don't see how this fits in at all. But it really, uh, it, it's the plight of the uh, disaffected teenager. Yeah. So it's speaking to the teenager that doesn't fit in, but it's also kind of Riley recognizing how scary teenagers can yeah, well, be. A clockwork orange. To grow, yes. Yeah, to grow, right. Exactly. Right. To so, grow, um, right. So uh, it starts out, they're going to clean up your looks with all the lies and the books to make a citizen out of you because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son, so they can watch all the things you do. Yep. Because the drugs never work, they're going to give you a smirk because they got methods of keeping you clean. They're going to rip up your heads, your aspirations to shreds, another Another cog in the murder murder machine. machine. So yeah, this one's this is a good song. It is a good song, and the chorus is just. And they said, "Teenagers scare the living shit, shit out, out of me. me. <laughs> they could care, care less. less as long as someone will bleed." That's what made me think of Clockwork Orange. Yes, uh, yes, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, because it's yeah. kind of the, the apathetic teen thing can be can be scary if they're so apathetic that they don't give a shit about anything. Whether they they become ultra violent. Yes, meet the exactly. So, uh, yeah, this is a good song. It is. And it pulls no punches and recognizing that even though it's sort of championing the outcasts, it's recognizing some outcasts can become the difference real between, monsters. The difference between Slade and T-Rex is that the T-Rex is the boogie thing. Right. And the Slade has a more... Um, Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, okay, that's good. That's Joey good. Ramone's favorite band. All right. Slade. These are some of the best lyrics on this whole record is here, and it's truly... Uh, scary when he says the boys and girls and the click the awful names that they stick mm-hmm. you're never gonna fit in much kid but if you're troubled and hurt what, what you, you got, got under, under your shirt, shirt will make them pay for the things that they did that's right yikes He's got a gun <laughs> got some got some metal <laughs> Yeah, this song doesn't fit into. It probably should have. They should have made it like a B side to maybe a single yeah, on the record right. or something. Yeah, well, but need, was, you know, it was probably too good. They, they probably the producer said, "No, we have to put this well, on the record." It was already by the point where CDs are a certain length. Yeah, yeah. And you got to fill out the CD, so it's no longer where you get five songs on a side. You get ten songs. You got your record, or yeah. even eight songs for a Bloister Cult record. It's oh, we got the seventy-two minutes or seventy-three minutes. So. 
you know, you got to do 72 minutes and 59 seconds. And I, I think a lot of times what concept records tend to kind of lose their focus at Towards some point. Towards the side, too. Yeah. yeah, it happens with the, uh, yeah. many bands, uh, yeah. the best of them. All right, so we get uh, Disenchanted. This is about uh, Disillusionment. Uh, this is another one that I think it's kind of like it could. It, it doesn't really get me that much. It kind of sounds a little um, a power ballady in a way, yeah, right? Yeah. And, yep. uh, yeah, looking back. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, another looking back on his life one. And I have it. This one's uh, this not one's Bon Jovi. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Oh yeah, absolutely. This one, yeah, definitely. It sounds the beginning of it sounds like total Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of their yeah their hits. Their exactly. Hits off of, uh, yeah, exactly. I know. Which song. I can't think of the song right now. He's a super nice guy too. Uh, today, yeah. Billy Corgan. Today. Salt of the earth. He's not crazy at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, there, there is one part of it that I think it could be kind of autobiographical. Them looking back at attaining like their dream, like these. Obviously, they dreamed to be rock stars, and they at this point they were rock stars. And they're saying, uh, they said it was the roar of the crowd that gave me heartache to sing. It, it was a lie when they smiled and said you won't feel a thing. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like. And and they, I think it's you know could be like like I said, this is a band that broke up when they were basically on top. They could have kept putting out records, but right. now nah, we did everything we needed to do. We said we ought to say that's yeah. it, we're done. And I think Gerard Way, I think he's like uh, he does. He was always a he's an artist, so he does like comic book art. Oh, okay, he's got cool. Kids and a family, and you know he's happy. Good for him. So Hopefully, I give him, he's able to live off the royalties. Oh, please, I think so. Yeah, they did like a ten year thing. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. Gerard's fine. He's not going to be coming after. Or, uh, they're, they're not going to sue us for this, I don't think. They're Hear that right. sound? That's wood. Be knocking wood right there. All right. And then speaking of the, of the fans, I also think uh, there's a little thing to the fans. Because he says, if I'm so wrong, how how can you listen all night long? Now will it matter after I'm gone? Because you never learned, learned a, a goddamn, goddamn thing. thing. Yeah. You're just a sad song with nothing to say. Nothing to say about a lifelong wait for a hospital stay. Well... That is that does put it sort of succinctly is that you know yeah yeah up, yeah right this is how most people end up you know in a hospital bed with morphine in their arm and yep that's it palliative care all right and now we get to the final song on the record famous last words right uh, which is kind of I, I, another one I guess it, it it is it's famous last words so it seems like it fits in but I, it almost seems like if you read it like did he not die did he end up not dying well is, doesn't the cycle begin at the first song where he actually does die right so this is the last song while he's still alive I guess so and it does have a pretty riff the riff is pretty kick ass the riff that yeah Bon Jovi again <laughs> okay yeah yeah definitely I think we should do a Bon Jovi record just for the just for the hell. Like, okay, what's their best record? And we'll come and we'll talk about it. And be like, oh, this sounds like My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Okay, I think Susan would divorce you. Nah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. It would take more than that. All right, what I do like making her listen to the Shags from all the way through. Oh, that would do it. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. She, she's not a fan of cacophonous music. <laughs> All right, I like the fact that this song has an uplifting message for the kids. It has an uplifting message at the end because haven't these emo kids suffered enough by now, Barry? <laughs> haven't they suffered yeah, enough? Yeah, 2007. So he's president. I, they were about to get Obama for eight years, and then what? Did, you know, and then we all we're all suffering now. Yeah, we're all suffering. Mama, mama, we're all suffering now. <laughs> all right. So th- at the end, he says, "I am not afraid to keep on living. I am not afraid to walk this world alone," uh, which I like, which is a good message. And then. Um, 
Honey, if you stay, I'll be forgiven. Nothing you can say, nothing you can say, stop me going home. Although he's gonna die. Right, right. right. So going home is he's, <laughs> you know, we all uh, we were all dead for an eternity before we were born, and we'll be dead for an eternity after we die. So. Yep. And then at the end, there's kind of peace and closure. He says, I, I, they say, I, I see you lying next to me with words I thought I'd never speak. Awake and unafraid, asleep or dead. Yeah. Sleeping or are you dead? Now? Usually my snoring will give me away. So <laughs> there's never a question. <laughs> with you, oh, he's snoring. snoring he's not yeah. dead. That's no, good. He's That's snoring. good to know. All right, and now that is the last song, but there is there's a hidden a track. Hidden track. Uh, and I'm a fan of hidden tracks on records. Yeah, I, I good, like that. Yeah. And this is a good one, I think. Beck has got some great ones on the end of his record. Oh, does he really? Yeah, I don't know because I don't actually know. I don't know any Beck. The end of Odelay has got this incredible prog rock track that you'd be like, "Holy crap!" It's like an outtake from a Yes record. Oh, really? Yeah, That's it's funny. amazing. That's yeah. funny. Well, this is good. I like it. This song. You don't own any Beck it. records at all? I don't. No, I don't. Complicated dude. Uh, Midnight uh, Vultures, dude. You gotta get that's a great record. Maybe we'll do it one we day. You gotta do that record, yeah. All right. Got the song Deborah on it, which is just the best. It's like the it, the Deborah's one of the greatest songs ever I'm recorded. Not familiar. I'm not familiar. All right, so let's. But what did you think of this? First good, line is, "I met you in J.C. Penney." Your name tag. I think it said Jenny. <laughs> We're not doing the Beck record right now, Barry. We're finishing up My Chemical Romance. All right, okay. this is a good. I like this song. It's 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 cute. It's it's humorous. Yeah, it's, good. it's got a good humor, and it's uh. Will they encourage well, our complete corruption? Queen, yeah, it's a Queen song. Yes, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah hundred yeah. percent. This one is the most Queen song I think on the record. Where I was like, right. oh, this is totally Queen. Uh, and I also like, yeah, because they're definitely uh, taking the piss out of themselves. Here. Yeah, he's taking yeah, yeah, the piss sure. out of himself because he's saying, um, I love the line. A celebrated man am, uh, amongst the gurneys. They can fix me with a proper bit of luck. The doctors and the nurses, they adore me so, but it's really quite alarming because I'm, I'm such, such an, an awful, awful fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> let, us, let us give praise to the healthcare professionals who do take care of. They do. The, one and all. Human, even the kind of human wreckage that you love, which is what he says. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, but that's... <laughs> oops, sorry. All right, so that's it. So that's My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Uh, I guess you didn't you didn't hate it as much as you probably I did, thought towards, you might. No, no. But you can't think of the band you thought it was because originally you thought it was someone else. You can't even think of it. It was uh, there was this uh, uh, teenage girl that was the daughter of some friends of ours who moved to Seattle, and uh, she. Oh, is it Evanescence? Are you thinking of? You know, I, it's been a while. Oh. So what happened was we we're like, whoever band she was listening to, we we're like, oh, you know what? That sounds like Joy Division. We should give you some Joy Division. So we gave her some Joy Division. And I also gave her probably something that's probably worth like $10,000 now, I realize. I gave her this um, Nirvana backstage pass that I had for uh, an actual Nirvana concert. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope she still got it and she didn't put it on eBay and be like, we going to party. <laughs> oh, send it back into the show. It's your property. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't back. do it. I'm not going to. not going to. No. No, no, no. Oh, you can't say that anymore. You can't. Well, I, I think the... Um, <laughs> Considering what they were giving the Indians for trade, I think the Indians asking for it back is probably okay. Oh, okay. So I'll give you these beads for that 30,000 <laughs> acres right there. Uh, okay, I changed my mind. Oh, you Indian giver. You know, I'm surprised out of all, uh, for this record, out of all the uh, influences, you didn't mention once, like Alice Cooper, uh, A Billion Dollar Babies. 
Yeah, that's uh, some of yeah, this stuff. Like right. some of this through here, you could see it being like a billion dollars. The operatic, type thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, the, uh, maybe one of those Bon Jovi's you could take out of. <laughs> maybe, Cooper. yeah, sure, oh, sure. Yeah, Alice Cooper. It I mean, it's water under the bridge. Truth be point. told, that's that's sort of the last Alice record that I kind of like. Mm, okay, there's a, once he started to get into that, once he started to move in that direction, the more operatic thing. I was like, even uh, schools out is. Is a is got that sort of concept album right, vibe right. to it, which you're not a big fan of, I guess, right? You're not. Not super much, no. Um, okay, well, yeah. You Each know, songs. I like song. I like I like some song. I like a nice song. You got to you sing along and everybody's happy and hey, <laughs> I'm a simple man, like Billy Joel. You're not that simple, man. Yeah, right. All right. So what are we doing next week, real quick? Yeah. I have no idea. Are we doing that uh, Joni Mitchell record with John Camacho? Is oh, that next week? See. I think it's next week. Let's see, let me look on my schedule. We can cut all this out. What's the name of the record? It's, it's uh, 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 Court and Spark. Court and Spark by do- Joni Mitchell. That's next week. Well, that is certainly uh, changing it up. Let me look on our schedule here. Let me have to sleep this at the hell of it. I'll put some, some goofy music underneath. Um, <laughs> which I, like, which yes, Joni Mitchell, Court okay, and Spark. Which, which I am not familiar with holy at all. Dude, but I know John Camacho uh, said to do it, and you said, yeah, dude, that's a monster record. record. So, okay. Oh, my God. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's one of the greatest albums ever made. Is it really? Yeah, it's yeah, an it's that. an absolutely astonishing I know album. it's got that one song which I know Free Man me. in Paris. Well, help, help me. me I know because yeah, that, those are big hits uh, um, in the 70s, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I'm not familiar. Alright, so I'm looking forward to that. You're going to enjoy and it. And John's a good guy and he's a total, he's a music guy and a huge music fan, is he going to so be, be fun. Is he going to be, can he come to my house? Or are we going to do it on the phone? No, he's here. He's going to be here. Cool, he's going to come to your house. Uh, yeah, excellent. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll, uh, say a little prayer and then we'll do it. <laughs> Great. That's <laughs> all right. He's good. He's, he's a good prayers, religious guy. I, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> he's not heavy handed about it. Excellent. All right. So we're looking forward to that next week. Don't forget to check out our uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. We want to thank our sponsor. Is this tomorrow.com? <laughs> There you go. And you could always see all our episodes, and you could get the link directly to the Patreon at thatrecordgotmehigh.com. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>